Funny how the world changes. Funny how things move on. I don't know when we are. Not really. Because no one here knows. It's not been so long that the remains of our father's civilization has turned totally to dust. Still turrets linger. Glass, metal and cement shaped by the machines of man hang around. Scarred by the tooth and claw of time. It's now just the grey. Stronghold of humanity, or what's left of it, which ain't much. And they have but one power they are beholden to, the ever-feared and hatefully respected bloods, the knights of this time, heroes in an age of chaos and villains. The bloods have a higher cause they work for, the charge. The charge is everything. Oh, and who am I? Ah, don't worry about that. We'll meet later. For now, let's get to the telling. Hartley sits at the bar in what makes for a saloon in this dry and desperate part of the world. He sips at a glass of dark brown moonshine. No ice, of course, not out here. The saloon is nothing more than two walls and a rusted tin roof over a few benches. A couple of patrons play backgammon, others shoot pool at a broken, uneven table. Fun. The once pretty barmaid and proud proprietor of this fine establishment leans over, making the most of her ample but aging cleavage. Anything else for you, city boy? Anything at all? You get me? Maybe after. If it do you. After what? Seven men, a thankfully small band of drovers, make their way into the saloon, one or two stopping to admire the exotic motorcycle parked out front. Hey, hey, King, that's your new two, is it? I reckon it is. Oh, it's sick, fam, you get me? We parked my new two engine out here. And where the fuck is Keith? <laughs> Sensing trouble, the bar's other patrons decide now might be a good time to take their leave. Hartley turns his head, still leaning casually against the music machine. Oh, city boy in our midst. I'd have ventured from the grey, is it? I should have known that crap that's in my ears right now. <laughs> Didn't mean you no offence, pal. It'll be done shortly. You boys, feel free to make the next selection. Oh, I made my selection already. <laughs> that fancy two out there. Easy, King. Ain't your two, nor your yard. But this hole is my manor, so come on, have a drink, and let the man be on his way. Who the fuck's talking to you, bitch? You be getting a rough ride with me and a city boy here, I done. It's okay. I don't mean to start no trouble in here. Not when there's so much space outside. Is it? <laughs> True say. I'd not want me getting blood over my floor. Hartley calmly removes his jacket, exposing his strap 22, and the idiot's smile actually widens. Hey, look at his gun. He's a son, King. Maybe we should. Shut just... your flapping pussyhole. Sweet peace, eh? 
You seen another like it? Few enough to know that it don't shoot peas. <laughs> True that, it don't. Seen another in the last few moons? Enough fucking questions. You may be packing iron, but we all be swinging steel. King reaches over his shoulder, unsheathing a crudely made sword. Taking their cue, the rest of the gang pull out their own, equally ugly weapons. You feeling to take my head, is it? Think that'll do the job? Aye, well enough. Done that before, has it? You reckon you up to the task of taking the blood? For a split second, King hesitates, then steps forward, blade first. Easy, sword swinger. I'd not lose my head just yet. I got use for it still. Shame that, ain't it? Cause we done talking. Guess we'll see then. It's begun. Now that was a cool place to start, but I think we've got to go back a bit to get some perspective. About a year ago in the Grey, one of the last standing cities of the Great Fallen Empires, House of the Blood, those of the Cracked Palm. In the worn and broken building that had long forgotten its original purpose, crouched Hartley, gunless, shirtless and bootless, low on one knee. Crouched beside him is one Hart would consider a brother, raised together in the House of the Blood. Today, Ashen Thumena will be raised from child to son of the blood, to claim his father's name. In this right, as in life, to win is not the goal. It matters only that there is no surrender. You will fight until our knuckles bleed and our palms are cracked. Custom dictates that the combatants stand and face before they begin. But Ash was never one to stand on ceremony. Still kneeling, he threw a heavy right. Hartley dodged just as a left piled over the spot, leaving a bloody fist print. Still low, Hart swung a kick designed to take his opponent's head off. Ash managed to turn as the foot slapped the side of his trunk-like torso. Ash glanced at his bloody left knuckle and smiled. Didn't take long. Elbow, fist, shoulder, sweep. Ash went down, pulling Hart with him. They pulled apart, but they must fight on. No surrender. 40 seconds in, Ash charged. Spurred on by his father's call, Ash swung his fist in high. Hartley slipped inside. His uppercut rattling the big man. Still reeling, Ash swung wildly, connecting. Not fully, but enough to bring a stream of water to Hart's eyes and a trickle of blood from his nostril. One minute, seven seconds. Things would soon go one way or the other. Hartley landed a blow in Ash's grill. Blood ran down Hart's forearm, dripping from his elbow. Ash spat a mouthful of claret, then turned with a huge backhand. Hart spun with the apparent force, accelerated his twist, lifting his foot high to slam into Ash's temple, but... hesitated. Ash seized the slowing foot, using the man's momentum to lift him up off the ground, bringing him crashing to the concrete floor. One minute, 58. It is done! <laughs> A solid fight! You get me?
A short time later, still bloody and bruised, Ash knelt uncomfortably at the feet of his father to receive the blessing that officially elevated him from child to son. Now pass back to your father the child's peace he gave you when you turned tea. And receive the shooter that marks you full son of the blood. The 50 Following ritual, he handed his father the 22 semi-auto that had been his charge since adolescence. In return, he received the massive 5-0 high cal six shooter carried by his kin. At the back of the room, behind the cheering sands and true bloods of old, Hartley brooded, idly handling his own 22 semi-auto. I think he was pleased for his friend, just desperate to be standing by his side, desperate to be raised himself. Old Blood stood before a roaring fire in his private library. Like the rest of this building, the rest of the world, this room had long forgotten what it was to become what it is. Come in, child Hartley. I called you here. No need for ceremony now. Would you join me and have one, fam? You saying drink? Still a child? Allowed to sip that meant for a man? Easy, Hart. I know it were hard for you today. Seeing your bread stand and take the big gun. You saying I ain't on my own, is it? You know I ain't. The decision to raise you is yours. You know what you have to do. Accept another as kin so he can say the words. I'll be raised by my own, if it please you. Or do you reckon he ain't coming back? I never said it. But it bears thinking. Nah, blood, it don't bear thinking. Let me go out and fetch him back. Would you stay out? Take up the post and let him return alone? The men that came to me said he'd go out and find your dad. Relieve him of the task he's done all these years and set to watching the charge himself. I'm feeling this AI and let him go. Wish the mentor. Old son, you get me. He'll take after the trail to south, if one should linger still. Customs fixed so no one knows whereabouts the charge roams except him that guards it. You faith the mentor will be able to find him? If he's to be found, I may take him a time. Full turn, even. Believe, Blood, none so good a tracker as your dad. But Santhement has had plenty of time in the field. I'm better. True say. Least let me journey along. Even if he'd allow it, I could not. You still hold the small gun, Hartley. Thmena will trail alone. Easier for him to get in and your dad to get out. I haven't gone in a day or so. Would the wicked spare more? One man to guard the charge. Bear jokes. But what can we do? Our numbers are slight these days. We've got enough problems with the sieves. Is it? Reckon? What you say, Blood? Saying it could be used to props. Perhaps old Blood is too old for the job. Not too old to be putting you on your ass when called. Remember your place, child. It's been tough for you, hard, But no surrender. Duty is all, you get me. 
get you good, fam. Don't mean I always like it. Truth, blood. You still hit like a startled buck. I feel this for days. <laughs> Is it now? Well, lucky I used my left and not my right. Back in the now. Backlit by the blaze of the setting sun, stark against the desolate waste, stands a dozen rusty oil derricks. Despite their dilapidated appearance, one or two refuse to quit their perpetual screeching work. Beside the sand-strewn road, closest the nearest working well, stands a makeshift gas station, one pump and a shed. A man in dungarees, more oil than denim, comes out of the shed as the bike pulls up. He gapes openly as Hartley parks the striking, pitch-black racing pedigreed machine. Oh there, stranger. What kind of fancy two-engine's that? So, from Japan. Proper far off. Well, she's a beaut, wherever she's from. Not too many machines left like that in the world. I say true. My sweetheart. Mostly rebuilding myself a part scrounged up in the gray. You get me? The gray get you very well. That's some journey you've done to get here. Not many that make that trip in less than half turn, I reckon. Course that two'd speech along some. Hart kicks his stand and steps off the two engine, exposing his twenty-two as he does. Ah, uh, now, I see you was carrying a shooter. Forgive me, son, blood old. I should have known better. I'm not what you think, so keep your ease. Call me child if you must, but I'd rather you not. Ah, but blood to be sure. I call you such if you will. Blood will do fine. Then what can I do, you blood? Fill up the two and some directions if you can. Where are you going? I was hoping you could tell me. Clark looks puzzled as he walks over to Hart's too, carrying an old watering can filled with gas. Hartley takes out his tobacco tin and starts to slowly roll a smoke. You seen another around here recent? One you might call son? I seen none of the blood many years since, though rumors go. They say one lives in yon hills, about 200 miles to south. But with my own eyes, can't say for true. Now that I think on it, there was one. Some time back, could have been blood. Rolled in an open-top murky des. Rolled through more than a year past, asking the same questions as you. Is it? It is. I warned him as I warn you now. No man trailing alone will be safe in the drover's manner. And he seemed about as worried as you do now. Rolled back through a time later. Aye. I know the motor and the man. Did any news follow his passage? None to speak of. What you after, blood? If you knew it, you wouldn't have to ask. You want to smoke? Ah, with thanks, but down here a ways, if it do ya. The grease monkey nods towards the rusting tower that stands beside the shed. The old refinery, against all odds, still works but thick crude oozes from every rivet hole and gas warps the air as it leaks from the top of the infernal thing. 
this sign lives in yon hills. I'd hear more if it please you. Saw's blood, but I told all. There have been rumors of your kin in these parts for two generations at least. There's older blood out here than mine. You get me? I true say that. Some in keeping the drovers' interest, some in they want for themselves. You ever been further along? Scouted for yourself? It's just desert, them mountains. Nothing to see. Like I say, it's Drover's Manor, and I'd not die for a look. Suppose that's the difference between you and me, fam. Not saying I'm better off for it, mind. What is it is, son? We should all do as you. Live and die for the good. And fuck everything in between. Yon Drovers. Where'd they catch? Why? What you thinking about doing, young blood? Getting me a drink. About a month earlier, back in the grey. Target practice. Hart was letting them off quicker, but the disintegrating trash that they used for targets left no doubt as to which weapon was causing more damage. Neither missed a shot. Hart's clip was empty first. I'm out. In a motion, fluid as a clear stream, his gun was reloaded and back in its holster. Ashler off his last round, then reloaded, methodically. He went to reholster, but instead looked around, saw no one, and raised his revolver handle first to Hartley. Go on, fam, have a shot. You deserve it. Nah, it ain't right. Waiting for your own. You get me? Aye. Should it ever come, that is. You've been patient, Hart. Real patient. You should have been raised before me, ain't it? What the fuck we got your dad doing out there? What the fuck are you doing the job? Protecting the charge. You get me, blood? Easy, pal. I get you good. I'm just saying. It don't make no sense, does it, though? Risk a son to protect the charge what roams free? What's the use? I guess that ain't the way my old man sees it. Nor the old man. I reckon there's reason. I suppose we just ain't been around long enough to see it. Or they've been around too long to see it any other way. Oh, heart. <clears throat> We've been friends a long time, heart, but don't you ever disrespect me like that again. I'm a son now. You get me? If a civet seen that, I'd have no choice. Cry pardon, son. Make you right and all. Okay then. What's this now? That's my dad's motor, Hart, come on. Hart, come on. So many months passed, and he comes back. Alone. Come on. There he stood, central amongst a gathering of sarns in the entrance hall of the main house of the blood. Dirty, travel-worn, and splattered with dark spots of old, crusted blood. The mentor, 
Ash's father looked grim. He held a box. Whose life stains you, son? Not your own. Speak, son, Thementa. Forgive me, old blood. Tell it true. It were a trap. I fell for it just as he did before. Whose blood, son? Tell me. This is all I could... The box, then. Give it here. So it's true. Whose blood? Tell... His head. How can this be? Who did this? Tell me true, son. I know this is hard for you, but remember your place. Tell it! Well, like I said, it was an ambush. After so long, drovers must have tired of being picked apart by a son. Decided they want what he protected. Decided they wanted him dead in the process. If you say true, son, then how is it you end up coming back? Did you not fall into your own same trap? If I say true? What allegations are these? Old blood, if I... Answer child Hartley's question, son. It's his father's head that you hold before us. Well, I snatched it upon my retreat. It were all I could do in such a time. They came in numbers. The world has grown sick. Ain't no respect left out there for our kin. I tried all I could. There was no use in me dying out there as well. Is it? My father? The best among us survivor of the years in the field? He fell while you survived? This cunning trap, this ambush by the drovers? Say true, son. I won't suffer questions such as these from a child. You suffer them from me, though, I reckon. I knew him long and I loved him more. You get me, blood? Perhaps the years out there on his loan. It made him slow. He should have seen a trap like this foreman. You dare! My father's life crusted on your shirt still? You question his name. Call it true one more time, and we'll have it outside. Right now! Only one of us will be coming back in. You get me, blood! You watch yourself, child. I don't want to see another of our kin needlessly lost. Your dad died for naught. Protecting the charge. The last we know, out in the dust. The power we spent generations tecting, not full knowing for what or why. We should have brought it back long ago. Should have had it here for our own. To use as we see fit to better this crumbling shithole that we call a world. Now you watch yourself, sir. I won't have an open, mutinous affront to our laws in the entryway of our order. Nor will I have argument over the head of one that we all love dear. A fallen son of the blood. This is my first glimpse of him in many years. And a dark one it is. I will not have it darkened further. Show some respect. Trousset, blood. Trousset. Except my outburst is grief, but you get me good. The charge is in danger now. The drovers, 
Let me and the boys ride out in force and bring it back. Drag it back if needs be. We will take the big gun and clear the world of the drovers that brought our loved son to his end. Do they have it then? The charge is taken? I believe not. My old friend were clever enough to have it hid well. Then we have time enough, I think. The charge will have to look after itself a short while. I trust our fallen to have left it right. Talk it as you will, but get me good. I say it is all naught but bullshit. You get me, San Thermenta. Hartley! Let him go. He'll be right. We got talking to do and plans to make. Who parked my new two-engine out here? And where the fuck is Keys? He's a key. Ain't your two, nor your yard. But this hole is my manor, so come on, have a drink, and let the man be on his way. Who the fuck's talking to you, bitch? Be getting a rough ride with me and a city boy here, I done. Look at his gun. He's a son, King. Maybe we should. Shut just... your flapping pussy hole. Sweet peace, eh? You seen another like it? Few enough to know that it don't shoot peas. <laughs> True that, it don't. Seen another in the last few moons? Enough fucking questions. You may be packing iron, but we all be swinging steel. You feeling to take my head, is it? Think that'll do the job? Aye, well enough. Done that before, has it? You reckon you up to the task of taking the blood? We done talking. I guess we'll see then. King lunges forward. Heart reacts. Kicking out of King's sword arm, he knocks the blade loose. Then snatching the cutter out of the air, brings it down. Hard. The sharpened edge cleaves easily through shirt, flesh, butt. King's forearm drops with a spray of blood. It's begun. Fifteen seconds in, six drovers left. Hartley is forced back to the bar by the six swinging shanks. He rolls aside as a heavy blade jams three inches into the hard wooden top. Five oh, not my bar, I just polished that. Sorry, sweetheart. We'll take it outside, shall we? Another swing comes. Hart ducks, counters. Blade opening a gut. Red mess spills to the floor. Forty seconds in, five drovers left. Hartley is up. Dives across the pool table, swinging his foot, he cracks a man's jaw, knocking him out clean. 45 seconds in, four drovers left. Ducking a blade that actually skins his shoulder, Hart rolls out of the bar and into the dust. The remaining men charge out after him. Hartley pulls his gun and they stop. I'll not kill you if you walk away now. Bullshit! You put a bullet in each eyes as soon as we turn away! I think we all know I don't need this to kill drovers. To prove the point... He slings the 22 off behind him into the surrounding darkness. As gun hits dirt, they come for him. Hart fakes a chop at the lead runner. The drover ducks and Hart uses his free fist to break the man's nose, knocking him to the ground. 86 seconds in, three drovers left. The next man attacks with some skill and unleashes a few swings. Metal clangs as they exchange blows. Sparks flicking into the darkness. Hartley changes tactics. The drover never sees the kick but buckles his knee in the wrong direction. He collapses screaming. One minute 45 in, two drovers left. 
muscles burning with lactic acid. Hartley needs this to end soon. He spins forward, heel of his right boot, shattering the second to last man's jaw. One minute, 52 seconds in, one drover left. But where the fuck has he gone? From behind, Hart hears a crack, like a twig breaking. Fuck. He whirls, but the man, machete in hand, stands frozen, dazed. Another snap. He drops. Two minutes, 15 in. It's done. Hartley looks out into the darkness, sees nothing, but hears... Raising a hand against the light of the saloon, he spies the silhouette of a man walking towards him, still whirling the slingshot he used to take out the drover. He tosses Hartley his discarded pistol. Aye, uh, how goes it? Son of old, blood of the blood? Uh, I think you dropped your piece. Thanks. You're a tough one. Yes, you are, pal, indeed. Probably didn't want my help nor need it, but I thought to lend a hand anyhow. And much appreciated. So it is. Well, look at here. The king approaches. But where, oh, where is his court? <laughs> your Majesty, could I lend a hand? For you seem to have misplaced one of your own. <laughs> Don't mind my lordship. He's, uh, he's armless. Wouldn't hurt a fly. Oh, it's all right, my liege. You hang about. I think we'll take all leave if that suits. Fuck you. <laughs> Lucky for you, not all these are dead. Maybe one is willing to dip that stump in fire and wrap it up for you. Oh, unless you wanting to, you know. This one's not worth the lead. I thought it at my first look, but I had to be sure. Now I am. And if I see you again, I will put you down. I got business that you'll stay out of. You'd be wise to leave me and travel no further south, you get me? Time to be heading out. Don't suppose you'd give us a ride, could you? Get on. For your trouble. Oh, no trouble. I hate that fucking prayer. That rhyme you were singing, where'd you hear it? Uh, it was just something my dad used to chirp when I was a little. Oddly fitting though, huh? So I thought I'd call it out. Why are you axing? I heard it before, when I was a boy. No matter. Wait, which way are you heading? Oh, yeah. I got a pal waiting a few miles on. It's south if it do you. Aye. True say. It do. You have been listening to Once It's Begun, written by the Gillingham Brothers, with Glenn Fox as Hartley, Sally Oliver as Soul, David Finn as Ashen Thementor, Ronan Summers as San Thementor, Ben Lee as Kai and Old Blood, Andrew Lewis as King, additional voices played by all cast members. Score by Chad Gock, additional music by Saul Gillingham, 